What's up, guys? It's Bradley with the Insurance Guys Podcast. Hey, look, recently I actually got two more days out of my month. If you know me and you know how tight my schedule is, me getting two more days is huge. And I'm going to tell you how I did that. I did that with CoverDesk. Guys, this is not a testimonial, even though they are a sponsor. It's not a testimonial. It's not a made-up story. This is a real-life story. Me as a new agency owner, obviously, my business organization chart, I fill 80% of the seats, right? Well, one of the things that I do because I wanted to make sure that my people get paid right is I reconcile all my commission statements for all my carriers. And literally, guys, when it comes around payroll time, it takes two whole days for me to reconcile for the agency and reconcile for my agents. And I recently trained my cover desk virtual assistant on how to reconcile the agency commissions for my management system, which I'll say is not a popular management system. It's a newer management system. And I was able to train her how to do that. Literally, guys and gals, it bought me two extra days in the month. I could get two more days of production, get two more days with my family. Think about what you could get from two days. That's what this service from CoverDesk has provided me. Give CoverDesk a call or head over to www.coverdesk.com. Thanks. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for iProtect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, here's a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, parade first team All-American rivals, five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? Great, Scott. How are you today? Best I have ever been. Guys, let me tell you this. Story of the day. It is 1.30 Central Standard Time. At 12 noon today, my phone starts blowing up. Bradley, we have two fire losses in 15 minutes at 12 noon. Two different clients. Now, guys, let me tell you what I've always taught you now. We don't get paid to take premium. We get paid when the worst of the worst goes down. And I am literally sitting here right now, and I don't know if you can tell it on this Zoom with my rugged good looks, but I am sweating because for the last hour and a half, I have been handling not one, but two fire loss claims. One was one of my best clients, been with me since day number one, he and his wife, I started getting text messages with pictures of their house on fire, flames coming through the roof. And I called him and I said, are you okay? He said, yes. Is your wife and your, and your daughter okay? Yes, they're fine. So we have a brand new AC hotel across the street from my office. At tw- this is at 12 noon. This is one and a half hours ago. I run over there hand the lady at the front desk my credit card, and I pay for two nights for them to be in the AC hotel. I send him a text message with the confirmation for the hotel, and I call him, and I'm like, look, I got you in the AC hotel. Large loss adjuster will be with you this afternoon. When you get settled in tonight, you guys start making an inventory list of everything in your house. So it is going to be a total loss. I got through that. And as I'm finalizing that and I'm in the hotel lobby, getting them a hotel room for tonight and tomorrow night, one of my account managers calls and she says, we just had an apartment fire loss. That is insane. So I did not handle that one. Clinton Orr in my office 
my business partner handled that because he sold the policy. It was a nationwide insurance policy. You said I've had too many today. You're going to have to take this one. I'm like, look, I'm finishing this one. We got to get started on that one. So that was in a bedroom apartment fire. Candle either fell off or got pushed off onto the carpet and the floor and caught the carpet on fire. But here's the problem, guys. And I've said this for years and years and years. Whatever the fire doesn't screw up in your house between the actual flames and the smoke, the fire department's going to take care of that because when they <laughs> pump 875,000 gallons of water into your house or your apartment and they literally dump 12 Olympic sized swimming pools into your house, that shit's ruined right there anyway. Well, not only that, the firemen going in and things like that, not to make light of the situation, but my dad growing up was a volunteer fireman and there's no more gung-ho fireman than a volunteer fireman <laughs> because they're, again, boys. they're choosing to go there and they're choosing to do that without being paid. Therefore it's a hobby. Therefore they freaking live for when that alarm goes off and my dad was working out of town one day and lightning struck our security system. I was about 12 years old. Lightning struck our security system and we knew it wasn't a fire, but the security system started going fire, 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 fire. So we ran outside and got in the car. It was storming. It got awful storming. And I still to this day remember my parents had the little Nextel beat beat radios. I love my those. dad came so my dad much. came through on the radio and said, Whatever you do, do not let those volunteer firemen in our house. Because yep. they're gonna run in there he didn't say this part, but they're gonna run in there full steam ahead, axes in hand, ready to go down. And the first thing hey, the first that. thing we're gonna do is we're going to knock all the windows out, and then we need to drain this two-acre pond right here into your house. Is that all right with y'all? Correct. That's exactly right. <laughs> Thankfully, my parents live in a protection class 10, so <laughs> fire hydrants are not readily available. Guys, I'm just telling you right now, you know, somebody calls and they say, well, you know, we had this little fire over here, and you say, well, did the fire department come and put it out? And they're like, yeah, get ready. Cause there's going to be about 50 Olympic swimming pools in their house. That's going to happen. But guys, I, I, I am proud to be here today. I am proud to be here with our guest today and I'm excited to have him on the show. Today is the first podcast of January, 2021. And I don't know many people I'd rather have on the show today to talk about what we're going to talk about today. So let's get started. And remember this guys, our job on this podcast, my only job, Bradley's only job, is to help you move the ball one step forward to greatness. We are going to do that this year. I have never been more excited about our podcast than I am this year in 2021. And I look forward to meeting all of you this year because hell or high water, sometime in the June-July time frame, hopefully we are going to get back to normal and Bradley and I can get on the road and go out and meet a lot of you people and spend time with you face to face. And there's nothing that I love doing more than that. And I know Bradley feels the same. Do you way. know it's been almost a year since we've seen each other in person? I know. 
I know. And, and not only that, but seeing all of our, you know, a lot of our podcast listeners and talk to them and getting to go to places and hang out. And man, I, I live for that stuff, man. That's, 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 that's my jam right there. So without further ado, let me bring our guest on today, guys. He is originally from Diamond Bar, California, and he resides in Costa Mesa, California. He is the managing broker at Newport Beach Insurance Center, and he is the U.S. ambassador for Fineo, a Toronto-based financial planning insurance platform. He regularly advises insurtech startups and is known throughout the insurance industry as Broker Brett. Thank you guys for having me and for the uh, the quick lesson on fire claims. I've had a couple water losses, <laughs> knock on wood. I do not look forward to the fire claim, but it's good to know, you know a few details to expect. Brett, I want to start out by saying this. I've talked to a lot of people that know you. You are known throughout the industry as kind of the tip of the spear <laughs> as it relates to knowing what is out there in terms of insurtechs. You have spent a lot of your time, a great deal of your time, researching, studying, and working with insurtech companies in the insurance space. Now, let me tell you what I want you to do for us today. I want you to help our agents, the 250,000 insurance agents that are listening to this right now, talk to them a little bit today about what insurtechs are out there that we need to be looking at in 2021 that maybe the majority of us, including myself, because I'm nearly 50 years old, haven't heard of or haven't thought about, and maybe some, not just new ones, but maybe some existing ones that have made some changes or, or tweaked some things, and maybe we need to go back and relook at that. But before we do that, climbing my DeLorean today, Two big old boys in a DeLorean. I'm six foot three, almost six four, two hundred and sixty pounds. And you're gonna make me sit in the middle. Yeah, I'm gonna make Bradley. He's gonna yeah, he's gonna sit in the middle. You're six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pounds. So let's get these two big old boys in this DeLorean, and you tell us how you got started in the industry and bring us up to today. Yeah, I, I think I can break this down pretty quick. Psychology major in college, I do something I was interested in. Ended up doing comparative religions at a public school. Super random, but great experience. You know, it's 2009. It's the Great Recession. I was actually looking at like nursing as like a good career. I think a lot of us were looking at kind of, I'll say foolproof careers at the time. End up working construction for a year. End up doing copier sales for a year. And then my dad was a top salesman for a moving and storage company for like 30 years. So ended up working with him for about six years. And during all that time, insurance was kind of in the back of my mind as a really good industry. I knew I'd be in sales. I knew it'd be in small business. Grew up around some small business owners, saw the upside of that. Got my PNC license to be able to tell where the deals were going to be. Thought I'd see if I could insure the building or the office space. You know, I know where I'd be able to move a project. You know, when I saw my dad wasn't buying that company, I jumped into a personal lines role for a year with the ability to network into commercial. A couple of goofy sales jobs after that, decided to try to do my own thing and realized what I didn't know about commercial lines. So hopped into the benefits agency for a while to cut my teeth on commercial, kind of recently spun back to do my own agency. And then it's funny with InsurTech is just because nobody else would open the doors. Nobody else would give me an opportunity to sell, couldn't get appointments. Other people wanted monthlies, but you know, the clear covers, the cover wallets of the world, you know, those guys said, Hey, you know, come see if you can play some business. So that's kind of how all that started. And it just kind of turned into a feedback loop. It's funny to say it, I don't try to work with insure techs. You know, if I'm 
if I'm buried, I might go for like a hippo because I know it's going to be good paper, good price. It's going to be right coverage mm -hmm. then get back to work. But I get a nice referral. I'm still looking for my chubs, aces, pures, you know, my classic players. I think it's place and time. You know, Bradley and I live in Alabama, right? And so he and I both have a really good flavor for what each other sells. I mean, I, I kind of know what his agency management setup is and he knows what mine is and, and we kind of know what carriers we write through, but two things I wanted to ask you because I haven't had a California agent on in a while. And with all the things that are going on out in California with wildfires and pandemics and everything that's going on, is it just that much different out there in terms of the paper that you can write policies on, or is it just like everywhere else? Like Bradley's on the coast and there's only a certain number of carriers that want that business on the coast. Is it kind of that same way out there? Coast is stupid. <laughs> it's similar, but just with brush, you know, so yeah. if you're in a brush area, it's going to be the same thing as your coastal carriers. Yeah. You're going to have to right. be real niche. You're going to have to have a relationship. You're going to have to have some good business on the books to ask them to take a risk on some sure. potentially sketchier ones. And you know, but, with us, I mean, we trade off the stupidness of the coast with higher premiums, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, so it's, everything's a trade off. You know, I could sit here and say all day long, I want to be in Missouri, but you're talking about a $500 a year homeowner's policy versus 1400. Right. I still think if you put a gun to my head, I would pick the 1400, but there is a lot people who, and Scott and I have talked about this a lot, people we know and people we don't know that are in non catastrophic potential areas no offense to those people have no idea what it's like being in a catastrophic area from start to finish from intake to claim. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's very different. And I always tell, you know, I've said it on a podcast last year, you know, you know, you're a real insurance agent once you deal with a catastrophic event and mm -hmm. you know, half of your book of business have claims and you're having to go out and see people and visit them at their house and their place of business and, fight for them with under with a adjuster some of whom you know maybe they're just having a bad day or maybe there was something on the policy that just won't allow that particular claim to be paid out and boy i tell you you get you about five or six of those conversations yep Woo! you've earned your money then we had a lot of you guys that listen to this know we had two hurricanes hit us directly this past hurricane season and multiple others that were around us that we got some of the outskirt claims from. And I was talking to one of my carrier reps. This may be telling a little bit too much information, but I was talking to one of my carrier reps for one of our bigger carriers on a zoom yesterday. And I was pitching the co-op dollar thing, trying to get some more commission, just, just, you know, kind of just going through like, Hey, this is where you are. This is what you represent of our book and things like that. And I, and I said, well, I think we're at X, X amount of premium with you guys. And I said it in a very confident way. And he laughed and he said, you want to see your loss ratio? And, and he, nope. flipped, he flipped his screen around and shared it to me. It was 232%. Yep. And I said, take cat out. And he took cat out and it was like 12. Yeah. And I said, okay, uh, what's, like, what are you seeing out there? And I named a couple counterparts. He didn't tell me. I mean, obviously, he gave me an average of what, and he's like, you're like 100% lower than the average in your area. So that's actually good considering you had a cat event last year. Sure. Uh, hey, down there right now, just like you ask him to take a cat out, it's hard to look at a loss ratio on the coast. 
in Mobile County, Baldwin County, and all that that area because you guys had so much come through this summer that it's not really fair. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're writing bad business. I mean, you, you get can't. a damn Category 4 hurricane come down through your back door, get ready. You're going to have a high loss ratio. That's going to happen. It's all relative. You know what I mean? It's right. like whether you're balancing the book for a business that's barely making any money or a business is making millions of dollars, it's still balancing checkbook. Right. It's just more zeros. It's kind of the same thing. Whereas the people that are writing bad business, their loss ratios 600. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm yep. like, we write good stuff with you guys. This is what we're at. You know, give us, you know, the good thing is, is it was 16 years since we had gotten hit by one, not saying it's going to be another 16 years, but things tend to work out that way. If we go another 16 years, we'll be sitting in good shape. Yeah. Hey, Brett, tell me how your office is set up. Are you all digital or agents love for me to ask this question? Like if I'm there with you right now, how is your agency set up right now? We restarted, you know, basically during COVID March that my buddy Ed and I wanted to get going again. So mm. we've been working remote. Yeah, I'm fortunate that, you know, Maxwell, where I had helped out, we rented a real small office across the hall for Fineo. So, you know, we have some business activities going on there. If we need to meet, we have access to that. We have our eye on, you know, a little executive suite that would technically be in Newport just to kind of put some more authenticity on the name. Candidly, you Google the address right now. It's a mailbox. But till we're getting a little north right now, we're just piling a bunch of cash in the kitty. You know, we'll wait to kind of expend those monies. But that's what happens when you work with kind of an older guy, too, in a good way. Ed's, you know, 57, ran a marine agency for a number of years he's in charge of the business ops because I'm touching all these other startups doing a few different things. So right. until he says we can loosen the purse strings. We'll, we'll keep running it this way. But I do so, see the benefit of the brick and mortar candidly, but the digital mm-hmm. stretches it out. Right. Absolutely. So what insurtechs, what things are you utilizing in your agency right now? I mean, obviously you spend a great deal of your time studying and looking at different insure techs that are out there. Is there anything that you've got right now that you just couldn't live without that you've put into your agency? You know, it's funny to say it candidly. And I feel funny mention this as being known as insure tech guy. I use a lot of legal pads. I use a lot of traditional carriers. Yeah. I'll use easy Raider. Personally, I use clear cover. Um, I've got friends that I've placed with them. Like I was saying, inbound call from a realtor. I might go hippo if I need to move quick. But I don't really put the insure techs on the pedestal. I don't really like underappreciate the traditional carriers. They've been around forever for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. just try to find place, fit, price competitiveness, make sure there's, it's ethical pay a claim. There's two insure tech carriers that I am chomping at the bit. I'm like a kid on Christmas Eve waiting on them to come to Alabama mm, because I, I know we're going to be 60 days ahead of our competition finding out about them. And we're going to write a bunch of business with them. And ClearCover is one of those. And they know that. Oh, yeah. The other company is not in Alabama. And we got licensed. I'm not going to say who they are. Okay. But we got <laughs> licensed in another state just so we could be appointed. That way, when they turn it on cool. in Alabama, we're going. That's smart. Uh, I want to say Openly's not out here yet. But that's an interesting play to kind of get set up in different state. I like that. I think we're licensed with Openly. And they only... Not only, but they ride in Tennessee and they don't ride in Alabama. Okay. I'm pretty sure. But they have threatened to, at some point, come to the the Alabama region. Probably won't this April and May when we have 472 tornadoes blow through here. They'll probably be like, yeah, we're going to hold off on that for a couple (laughs) of years. Smart. Uh, Smart. Yeah. Yeah. 
But so tell me about some of these other insure techs that are agency force listening. You know, our, our job on this podcast, which today means it's your job, mm -hmm. right? Is to help these insurance agents out there. Talk a little bit about some insure techs that you kind of see out there. And I think we kind of briefly touched on a couple of them, but some others that are out there that maybe this year insurance agents need to keep an eye on or may, maybe even try out and just see if, if they work for them. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I'm biased. I'm friends with a lot of these guys. I say humbly friends with the CEOs of these companies, uh, like right. Dave McDonald for Coterie out of uh, Minnesota, I want to say. Good guy, real good guy. Really cool dude. I think they have a chance to be like a hippo, but for commercial insurance, where it's going to be a really good product. It's going to be quick. They're going to pull in the data. You're weeded, but you want to deliver something you know is going to be solid for the end user. I think they have a real good chance to be that for us. What was the name of that company? Uh, Coterie Insurance. We're appointed with them. They make things outrageously simple. We haven't written any business with them. We've quoted a lot. They, don't, do you, they don't have a huge you, coastal market. How do you spell that? C-O-T-E-R-I-E. I was writing it out. Yeah, I have to make sure it looked right to me. Yeah, Coterie um, hey, and, and the C, What's the CEO's name for Coterie? Uh, David McDonald. David McDonald. Yeah. Listen to me. I'm just a country boy from Pine Ridge, Alabama, okay? Don't, don't listen to me. But if I were you, I'd make that damn name simpler than that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, okay? I know you're not going to like me for saying that, but Coterie, I can't. No, I'm embarrassed. It's McFarland. I just looked real quick. Mc, McFarland. McFarland. Sorry. Uh, I was thinking. I was thinking, isn't that McFarland? Like, <laughs> yeah, hey, and I had a Zoom hey, call not too long ago. To each their own. If it's as great as you guys say that it may be, it won't matter what the name is. I mean, people, I'm sure when Amazon right. came up with Amazon, they were like, that's the worst name I've ever heard. And now they're worth $15 trillion. So, well, and it's one of those yeah. things, the name becomes what it is. Yeah. Right. And I had, I've repeated that to myself 85 times when I was naming portal. Thankfully we came up with a name that I was satisfied with, but it's like the, an example I use is I had a friend that started an insurance agency four years ago and the name was a letter and a letter insurance. And I thought yeah. that's the dumbest name ever. Well, then I got to know Zach and Matt with GNN insurance. And I was like, Oh, that's a cool name. And, and yeah. I, I was like, wait a minute. Like, because they do cool things and they're a successful agency and they're right. great guys. Like the name represented that. So that's kind of, it kind of becomes what it is. Mm. But at the same time, when you're naming something, there's a ton of pressure on it on you as well. I've got a company right now I'm trying to name and I can't think of anything. Right. I, I had an interesting experience with that. Cause when I first started to do my own brokerage, I decided to try to sell under broker Brett, but I was trying to sell commercial and it wasn't serious enough. So then mm. I got Newport beach insurance center and I got the domain NPBIC but it's too gargled. Yeah. So now I have 949 insurance and insurance 949, which is a local area code. I'm going to kind of start playing with that a little bit, but yeah. yeah, it's, it's a, it's an interesting path. You know, it's not a straight line to figuring this stuff out, you know? Well, in, in mine, I had two goals with mine. One, three goals. One, most of the agencies here are either the flowers agency, which sounds super, not what I wanted to do or, <laughs> or, no offense to the insurance store, but the insurance store, right? I wanted something right in the middle. I wanted something kind of cool and catchy, but also that could invoke confidence to the clients who do want the older style agency and that sort of thing. So that was like number one. Number two was I wanted it to sound like a carrier. And when we give quote proposals, it's got our logo on it, not Progressive or Safeco or 
Markel or whoever. And then the third thing was, is I wanted it to have local ties. So we have that port AL, but also the ability to go national because Mobile Alabama Insurance, I can't go national with that, right. but portal I can because the words port and AL mean nothing to people outside of Alabama. So you know what I mean? So that those were kind of my three criteria with ours, not to get too that's solid to me. We, we kind of ran into that with Newport Beach Insurance Center, the plus minus of sounding nice and local, but the digital reach and in the back of my mind later, you know, I have a friend in let's call it Fort Lauderdale it could be Fort Lauderdale Insurance Center, a friend in Portland could be Portland Insurance Center. So there's ways it could kind of stretch out later. But yeah, there's definitely a plus minus. Well, and, and two, we, we wanted to set our agency up that we weren't connected to just one place. You know, when I was yep. captive, I used the name Sarah Land Insurance all the time for SEO purposes and things like that. And that's where I was located. And I had several friends who were like, why in the heck did you not name it Sarah Land Insurance? You've been using that for five years. Everybody knew you were eventually going to go independent and that was going to be your name and you were building it up and corporate just couldn't figure it out. Da, 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 da. And I was like, well, I don't want to be just located there. And, and I set it up with the theory of is, hey, I want to be able to, if I want to tomorrow to move this agency somewhere else, it doesn't affect us at all. And I'm happy to say we're week three in our new office, cool. new town, and haven't had one customer call and say, where are y'all at? Yeah. That's you know? awesome. Yeah. So Brett, broker Brett for all of you. And by the way, you need to follow him on Twitter. I appreciate at that. Broker, at broker Brett, at broker Brett, I believe is the, is the Twitter handle. Hey, you gave us, I believe you said Cottery is number one, one that you would look at this year. And that's focused more on commercial insurance. Mm-hmm. Now let's deep dive into that for one second. Now, when you say, focused on commercial. Is this a place where you could go quote commercial insurance through Cottery? Yeah. Uh, and I apologize just because I feel bad for messing up McFarland's last name earlier. Uh, uh, don't worry about that. Yeah. Don't worry about that. He'll be all right. <laughs> um, He's a big boy. Yeah. Then Bradley will know too. I mean, I've done a couple of quotes through there, but kind of your main street, you know, some of your professional lines. Uh, I know they're expanding it. Uh, started out with Bops, but yeah, you're kind of main street PNC, you know, I yeah. think that's what they have going for them in a really good way. Yeah, really cool team. Been lucky to kind of be in their system a little early. I appreciate Bradley taking a look at it early too, but great yeah. guys. And then they just got Raymond Lynch over there who used to work for Liberty, who's mm. a stud and did digital distribution for Liberty. I think they're going to do some really cool things. Isn't it funny how having great, competent, experienced people in InsureTech kind of helps drive that train? You need some insurance, mm-hmm. folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you need that blend of like kind of uh-huh. digital nomads, you know, digital kind of whatever, but you also need some, some gray hairs in there who've seen a few things. Right. I think the way to, and I could be completely wrong with this, at least for me, I think the way you win with InsureTechs is you treat it a little bit like day trading. Mm -hmm. Not that they come and go that fast, but you want to get in early. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I want to be, I want to be the first agent appointed with a new carrier in my, in my area, not only because they're more willing to appoint people, but you grab market share things like that. You know? move a little quicker. I look at it kind of like a war. I hate to say it, but whoever has the best tech usually wins. You want the most spears to throw out there. You want to test them quick. Yep. And it's fun being friends with the guys running these things. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of get a little extra care, a little extra help. You well, know? and too, and I mean, and if things don't work out and they meet their aggregate, then, and you get appointed towards the end of that, what mm-hmm. there wasn't, <laughs> there wasn't a local agency here that put a billboard up with a carrier that said we have new insurance options with this carrier, which don't even get me into why that was a bad idea by itself, regardless of the carrier. But 
they put the billboard up like two weeks before the carrier shut down in Alabama. Oh <laughs> it's like, what do they think about that now? Like, you know, God forbid that work. And somebody's like, Hey, you know, anyway, Hey, I got a question for the two of you because both of you do a very good job of kind of keeping up. You're both kind of that Gary Vaynerchuk of the insurance industry where you're seeing, and I, that's a huge compliment to both of you, by the way, you, you both are seeing these insure techs at the starting line. And Bradley, I've never asked you this question before, and I don't know the answer to this because I'm not in that world as much as the two of you are. If you find an insure tech and you are 1000% after you meet the team and you see what they're doing and you see that this is going to be a damn slam dunk home run, can you go to the CEO of that insure tech and say, I want to invest $100,000 into your insure tech and possibly be able to do that? If I had yeah. money, yes. Uh, but, know, never, I don't have money, yeah. though. So. Yeah. So, but I'm just saying yeah. some of the agents listening to this do. I mean, I know agents yeah. that are getting 100, 200, 500, a million dollar profit sharing checks mm-hmm. that might very well have money to go out. And if they were like the two of you and they, they had these relationships and they found one that was like they thought was going to be the next Amazon, in my opinion, whether you bet on a stock or you bet on a a startup like that is kind of the same it's um, same thing. Yeah, let's I'm let's right. play a game. Let's play a game. I just gave both of you a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Oh, interesting. Where are you gonna put it? Well, can I backtrack real quick and then I'll come back to this? Let me think. Let me think. Um, but Juniper Labs, for instance, I've done kind of the broke angel thing where you advise and you get 0.25% of a company or something. Sure. And that's the way I've sort of picked up a couple of shares along the way. And I don't, mm. you know, there's companies I like, like Coverwall that I don't have any equity in any share, but those guys are good guys. So I'm going to push them too. A uh, hundred thousand dollars today. That's a this good question. That's a great question. Yeah. Man. No, that's the way you posed it. I'm a little stuck. Cause hippos too late. And just, stage. So, and just so we don't offend anybody, you can only pick one. I haven't sold them yet, but I want to say, that's an interesting one. Now I feel bad if I don't name one of my friends. I like what I know. Well, that's doing. why I said one because if it was like three, yeah. it's like you know. I haven't sold them yet, so this is kind of outside looking in. Don't know about the guts, but openly, kind of the insure tech for the higher end. I think there'll be something there. Mm. Pure is doing well. A lot of paper, you know. Chubb's good, but there's just nobody's tackled that high end of digital distribution for homes. I think, and there's something there. There's a lot of people in the commercial space kind of bumping into each other. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I look for something more pipes too. I mean, we're we're talking about carriers, but something on the utility side, like what Lance is doing with Juniper, and they got absorbed by Next Insurance. So my answer to that question, because I don't know anything about startups and I don't have the relationships that you guys have, if you hand me $100,000, I'm going and I'm immediately putting it in my operating account for iProtect <laughs> Insurance. Yeah. I'm being serious. I'm betting on myself. But the what I'm going to do with that $100,000, I'm hiring a full-time marketing team, at least a videographer and somebody to kind of post more digital for us. And then the second thing I would do is hire a damn absolute savage to sell commercial insurance. I'm with That's you. That's where that 100000 would go. I think about my dollars as like little soldiers. You know, and I do feel like I'm investing in my own agency. It feels like the get rich slow plan it feels like the steady eddie i feel like i do all these sexy things help out the startups do this other stuff to try to get money to dump back into building an agency because i love it 
is a long-term asset in play. And I've been making 10 cold calls a day on commercial. I'm grinding just like everybody else, try to practice what I preach, try to be in the paper while touching mm-hmm. the insure text because I think it makes me better with the insure text and they make me a better hunter when I'm out there cold calling. So guys, I would it, do it, one of two things. Can I answer? Yeah. Oh, please. Please, I would, please. I would do, I would do one of two things. I would either, no, I would just do this one. I'm not going to say the other one. And there's probably five or six that are all bunched together and probably all of you are listening. Hopefully just because of who I named doesn't mean you were a very, very, very close second, but mine would be on more on the utility side. Mine would be Tarmica. I think I've had people ask me, they're like, are you being paid by Tarmica? No, they send me a t-shirt. And that's the only thing I've gotten from Tarmica. Are you investing in Tarmica? No, I, I'm not invested in Tarmica. Uh, I had somebody legitimately ask me that because, but it would be Tarmica. And I think that the carriers that do not get on Tarmica when they hit critical mass and are at the point of where everybody knows them like PL or easy links are going to be absolutely left in the dust because you're talking comparing Tarmica personal lines or Tarmica commercial lines to an easy links or a PL Raider. It's like comparing Alabama football to a junior college football team. No offense to it. Not saying that easy links and PL Raider, but I'm not saying that at all. Just, it's a completely different experience because you're talking about a true API boom. It is the rate. It is not an estimated rate. You don't have to bridge to the carrier to get it. And once agents start figuring out, wait a minute, this is not your typical rater, and you've got a decent amount of carriers on there, it's going to be game on. And so that's, that's why I would pick them. Yeah, actually, and now that you want me to say that. I've enjoyed CoverWall. I was in CoverWall early, but they sold out to Aon. You can get to different yeah. brokers, but there's not like that same level of trust in the data. And I think they sold yeah. for three to four hundred million, which is a lot of money. But I also feel like short. And I think if Tarmica does it right, it could scoot past that. You know, because it's mm-hmm. the same utility, but and, you don't have to worry about Aon being behind it. And a lot yeah. of people compare CoverWallet and Tarmica. To me, they're two completely different things. Cover wallet is you don't use your own codes. It's their codes and they're the wholesaler. Whereas Tarmica is the Raider, right? It can be white labeled to your agency and then it's your codes. So it's, they're two complete. We use both. Right. Cover wallet's great. I, I do agree with Brad. I think there were definitely some noticeable changes once Aon took over. I'm game planning on a deal right now. We're using with Tarmica on some of our small commercial cover wallet has a, a way for you to basically send the client a link where they finish the quote themselves and bind it. And we're seriously looking at that for our 2021 small commercial, because why would I pay somebody to sit there and do it when the client can do it themselves? 100%. Check out a Talage too. That's the other one I wanted to recommend Adam. And now I'm scared. I'm going to mess up his last name, but he's a stud. Talage. They're out of Reno, Nevada. So with Tarmica too, I'm Southwest, they're Northeast, and a lot of the carriers seem a little bit Northeast oriented right now. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to connect with them again, but as they kind of stretch out on carriers, I think yep. that'll be helpful. That's where we are too. Yeah. We, we we jumped on Tarmica. We suspended our membership to Tarmica simply because our niche is really not what they do right mm-hmm. now. And as far as their carriers go, but as I told them, I said, look, is your carriers increase and we hire more of a generalist in our agency to mm-hmm. sell small to mid-sized commercial. We're, we're jumping right back on that train as soon as we can, because they, their, their platform's fantastic. They're cool. Like to me, it comes down to like, I would say like 
do I trust and like the people? Yes. Do I see the tech working somewhere else, but not an insurance? Yes. And do I believe in the team? Like they check yeah. all those buckets. Uh, right. It's Adam Kiefer with Talage. They do a lot of really cool tuning up of what's client facing. So you can make a separate website just for machine shops. You can make a separate website for auto mechanics, Cool. different carriers. They're going to allow Spell the Talage. Pardon? Spell Talage. Uh, T-A-L-A-G-E. I-N-S. I said that kind of weird. I'm going to do it again. T-A-L-A-G-E-I-N-S. Talage Insurance. Um, cool. Guys, y'all call guys. me before you name your damn insure tech. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> damn it, man. All you got to do is call Scott Howell. I will come up with the name that you need to use. There's no need for you to do it yourself. Hey, I got a story to tell y'all. Brett, do you like stories? Yes, sir. Definitely. I'm only bringing this up. Because Bradley Flowers gave us $100,000 of fake money. <laughs> so I know that a lot of the 250,000 insurance agents out there right now had a rough 2020. Personally, business-wise, I think we all still did pretty well in 2020. I haven't talked to a lot of agents that were like, oh, my gosh, we were off by 50% this year. But this story goes back to Bradley giving me a fake $100,000. I recently had a very close family member, immediate family member pass away. And her and her husband, who had already passed away, were valued at about $30 million. They had about 30 million in money and assets. So it comes time to divvy up the wheel. Bradley's already heard this story because I called him and started crying, literally crying the day that this happened. Come to find out the other side of the family got the lion's share of the $30 million. Scott, your fearless podcast host, would you like to know how much he and his sister got out of the $30 million inheritance uh total worth would you I'm like scared. to know how much I'm scared. zero point zero mr dublarski and we were told it was because they always knew that we were going to be successful and that we wouldn't need the money so let me put this into perspective for you guys the nephew my counterpart the nephew on the other side of the family is now a multimillionaire, probably worth north of three, four, five million dollars. And Scott got a butter churner. Literally. Literally. I have a picture that I'm blowing up and putting on my office wall. I will post it on the Insurance Guys podcast page, my sister and I, and I'm holding a butter churner from the 1800s. That's what I got from the inheritance. The of, giant chip on your shoulder now. You're ready. Uh, You're ready for of, war. Of, of, you of somewhere lie. between 20 and $50 million, I got a 1800s butter turner. You know that stuff that you that you shoot it and it blows up? You know what I'm talking about? C4. 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 Yeah, C4. You should put some C4 in it, shoot it, and blow it up. That'd be a, <laughs> that'd be a funny video. Well, Bradley, when we first started this podcast, you remember us talking about rocket fuel? Mm -hmm. is, is there any more rocket fuel than knowing that your counterpart on the other 
side of the family is now a multimeter. That's some rocket fuel. While you still have to, wow. Yeah. No, you're but, lucky you got that competitor gene in you to kind of turn you on with something like that. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Anyway, didn't mean to get off the course here, guys. So we've got Cover Wallet. We've got Cotier. Coterie. Coterie. We've got Tarmica. We've got Talogens. Talogens. Can I do a selfish plug? I know we only got a couple minutes left. I apologize. I love selfish plugs. That's why, yeah. So when I started my agency like two and a half years ago, I was already doing the insurance nerds thing quite a bit. Uh, made friends with Fineo guys up in Toronto. And mm-hmm. I got my life health license because of the last like regular job I had, but hadn't really sold life. They have a, um, a broker-enabled digital platform for term, disability, critical illness insurance. So you can send out a fact finder, brings it back. You can send out your needs analysis, get them life insurance quotes all in one place. So they've been developing that up in Canada. I'm helping them come to the States. We got them licensed in every state. They've flown me out there twice. It's been awesome. Like, it's been freaking cool hanging out with those guys. And that's just been a, a blessing, candidly. You know, helped me stay independent. Gave me some really cool startup experience. I helped one other startup five years ago that was a data visualization startup. And that kind of gave me the bug. And this is just the bug on steroids. It's been super fun working with the guys. We're hoping uh, to just make life insurance a lot easier for PNC guys and to help out kind of new financial planners with all their needs. What, what is data visualization? What does that mean? So charts and graphs kind of hooks okay. up to databases. But I think my buddy was like a couple of years too early and we we're in LA instead of San Francisco. Right. And it was fun. I brought in the first money. You know, we won a couple of awards, but it was sad too seeing that thing wind down. So it kind of, that was my yeah. first rep, you know. So Broker Brett, before you leave us today, I need to know a couple things. Mm-hmm. Tell me what your goals are or if you have any goals for 2021 in terms of, you know, your business and some of the other ancillary things you're working on. Yeah. So we got a little distracted last year on the brokerage side, building out a kind of a CRM AMS, a real meat and potatoes pickup truck. We're Mm -hmm. having a lot of fun with it, but we want to double down on the agency this year. I was kind of networking towards ensuring startups last year. My buddy Ed was networking towards commercial auto garages, dealerships. I'm Mm -hmm. going to start cold calling for him more. And we're going to double down on those efforts because I'm too all over the place. Mm-hmm. So that's how we're going to try to improve as an agency, you know, aligning our two missions. That's the big thing right now. And then we're lucky to get some nice personal lines referrals from our networks. I mean, nothing crazy. If we can get to 50 grand in new premium a month, we'd be really happy if that was consistent, right. which isn't, you know, anything Herculean, you know, but that's our, our goal of consistency. Like right now, you know, hopefully ramp that up a little more. So slow measured growth. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're fortunate that we're able to be level today, but you don't want to be satisfied with that. You know, between everything else, we're both fine. But, you know, I'm looking forward to doubling down on the agency side, working our CRM, kind of aligning our efforts this year. That's the big thing I took from talking to Justin Goodman. Those guys, too, I'd bet on them with that 100K total CSR. You know, they're local Orange County guys. Brad, hell, Bradley yeah. was talking to me about them last night. They're cool, I talked, man. I talked to Justin Goodman yesterday. Oh, those guys are great. I really enjoy those two. Uh, they did a demo for me, um, and Justin hijacked it and came on instead. And that platform is it's slick. way better than I thought it was. Not, not that yeah. I thought it was going to be bad, but what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Because I saw it two, 24 months ago, and what I saw 24 months ago and what I saw yesterday are two completely different That's cool. platforms. I haven't seen the refreshed version, but I know they're excited and I'm still learning. They're kind enough to let me on there, you know, early on just to kind of 
kick the tires, check it out, you know, up my game. stuff. So all these insurance agents that are listening to this right now, I want you to, in a nutshell, for 2021, if you could say one thing to them about all the, the, the insure techs that are out there, what advice would you give to them about trying some of these places out? If you're trying insure techs out, one of the problems I have is, and I haven't experienced this very often, but if I'm trying an insure tech out to see if we want them or not, or a Raider or something else, I ain't signing no one, two, three year contract. Right. Y'all can get that shit. That They're actually happen. cool though. They're usually open the door. I would say two things. Don't treat them as special, you know, look at it just like another club in the golf bag they're going to be quick usually it can be competitive usually they're going to be a work in progress they need traditional agents to hop in there too and give them pointers tell them what they like what they don't like i haven't there's only been like one or two startups so far where i gave my opinion and they kind of like scoff back usually mm-hmm. their game you know they want our help they know they need our help it's not three years ago where they think it's a war agents right. versus insure tech i think everyone's realizing we all need to work together Yeah, that's one area that I think from a growth standpoint that they can all benefit from is the more of us that get on these things Mm -hmm. and utilize them and then go back to them and say, hey, you got a great program, but let me tell you a couple of warts I see in it. To me, that only benefits them. And Mm -hmm. I don't know why sometimes people's ego and their pride get in the way. And instead of taking that in the vein in which it is meant, which is, hey, I'm trying to help you they kind of get shitty about it and they're like, well, yeah, the reason it's like that is because blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, look, dude, I'm just trying to help yeah. you. Man. Well, don't, don't ask me. You get that a few, you get that a little bit. Some, some places you don't, some places are like, man, I really appreciate you telling us more, more of that we get, the better we're going to be. Well, and, and you know, the anti insure tech agencies, and there are a lot of them uh, that, you know, they want to stick to the travelers and the auto owners and the Cincinnati's and those guys have the attitude of, Oh, well, they don't do this or they don't do that or whatever it is, you know, sort of a, a, a pessimistic viewpoint into that. I, and I've said this on the show before, but this goes right in line with what we're talking about to that. I say, it's just a matter of time before one of these insure tech carriers get it right. And they don't do that thing yeah. bad. And right. they become the next travelers nationwide auto owner, Cincinnati. Right. I think too, you just got to know it like any other carrier. You got to talk to them, see what their sweet spot is. They're going to be honest. They're going to say, we're good yeah. at these three things. We're looking for this type of driver, this type of homework. So I'd say just get to know them like any other carrier rep, you know? Yeah. Well, and the other thing too is like, I think there's a big, dis- I think it's very telling. And this is me talking to the insure techs. We can tell when your goal is to be acquired. Mm, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Good point. It's very noticeable. And not saying that being acquired or having a goal to be acquired is a bad thing, but when your goal is to be acquired, your eye is taken off the ball. You're not thinking customer first. You're not thinking agency first. You're thinking. And we're going to be 30 year guys. I mean, I have feeling we all love being around insurance, not planning on going anywhere. We're thinking long-term. So you're looking for partners Mm -hmm. that are thinking long-term too. Yeah. And one of my big filters for vendors and carrier, not, not so much carriers, but vendors that we bring on is, do I think they're going to be acquired? Yeah, good point. Yeah. Because I don't want to sign up with somebody and then get an email two days later that say, you're now part of 
insert who you know I'm talking about right now. And to your point, <laughs> Cover Wallet has always been good. I still go through them, but you're right. There has been a difference once it's kind of Aon versus pre-Aon. I've and that's not a knock on Cover done. Wallet. Yeah, great That's system. not a knock on Cover yeah. Wallet at all. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not talking about them. No, no. But, but when, you, when yeah. you make it your goal, to, and I'm not saying they did that, but when you yeah. make it your goal to be acquired, even if you have the best of intentions, it shows through your teeth. Yeah. Yeah. When the new like crap through a tin can, as Nick yeah. Saban would say. So. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. That's right. Well, hey, I want to tell you, Brett, how much we appreciate you being on the show today. And I, you know, our our mission on this podcast is to help agents. And I think we gave them three or four, really probably five different insure techs. Guys, listen to what I'm saying. Not saying you got to use them. All I'm saying is, Take the stuff that we gave you today. We spelled it out letter for letter for you. Go out onto Google, type it into Google, pull up their website, and take a look at it. And it might be something that could help move your agency one step forward to greatness. If it doesn't work for you, that's great too. But at least we are giving you the opportunity to go see some stuff that's kind of cutting edge front of the line here in terms of new technology that could really benefit your agency in the near, very near future. And I hope that each one of you will go out there and uh, write those names down that we gave you and go out there and take a look at them. Bradley, you got anything before I shut this thing down? That's all, dude. Appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. Broker Brett, we love you, brother. Come back on the podcast real soon, and I'm going to go ahead and shut this thing down. Guys, as I always like to say, Rewards come from action, not discussion. I'm going to give you a date. I'm going to give you all a date right now. Write this date down. July 15th of 2021. We are all going to be vaccinated. We're going to get after it. We are all going to be vaccinated. We are all going to be back to normal. And you better get your ass out from behind that desk that day and go start shaking hands and kissing babies and building relationships and talking to people and handing them subscribing and reviewing the insurance guys podcast (laughs) and handing them your business card and saying, Hey, if I can ever help you call me, I'll be happy to help you. All you're doing is planting the seed. Go out there today and go do that. Make money for your family, for your wife, your husband, your kids, college fund, go make money for your family and write good business for the agencies that you represent and write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, guys. Guys, you're listening to the Insurance Guys podcast, and we love you too, and we are so excited to be here in 2021. I know I'm super excited to still be above our earth and, and able to have this podcast. So we love you all very much, and we'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of the Insurance Guys. Take care.